Welcome back to another episode of Pro Try News. We apologize for the uh, brief lapse in episodes. We are back this week to talk about Ironman Hamburg and, most importantly, the Collins Cup. We are joined today by the bike mechanic extraordinary, Mark Matthews. Uh, I know you had a late night flight into uh, fix a, a bike that was not working very well. Yeah, yeah, that custom cockpit that I built for Kat, she talked it up before the race, it snapped into pieces. And of course, when you built something, you can't go and buy a replacement part because you bodged it together in your garage. So I got out of work, took a late night flight, we got that fixed, and uh, it paid off. So yeah, good weekend. How are you guys? Not bad. And then Talbot has uh, joined us again, back from his European adventures. Two weeks in Europe. I'm alive. Jet lag is incredible coming this way. I'm a morning man now. 5 a.m. I'm ready to go. Love it. Well, let's, uh, we can dive into it. You want to talk about Imbruman first, Mark? No, we covered that off uh, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, big fan of that race, and uh, it's a bucket list for anyone that does it. So we're all going to go do it together. Yeah, we, well, I, I've seen you two race together dressed up as your alter egos. There's no way I'm getting involved in that show. But uh, Mark, if you want to try... You dress up as the Blue Smurf. Mark, before we move on anymore in this episode, I can't uh, laugh the fact that you still have your free beers bracelet on from the Collins Cup. Do you realize that doesn't work in the UK, right? I've been trying it at bars all around here. I just put it on to show you boys. As I'm proving on the screen, but our listeners can't hear, it is removable. Because some people will destroy me for that. Yeah, no no more free beers, unfortunately. <laughs> Let's dive into Hamburg. Yeah, uh, I'm at Hamburg, hey. So it got a little bit overshadowed because we missed it uh, the week before. But um, big up to the winners. Only women's field. And it was one of the last ones to qualify for Kona. Um, of course, it's not anymore. Uh, but Laura Zimmerman took the win. Fantastic run after Lauren Brandon faded badly, having led for the l- longest of her leading streaks. And... A huge fan of Rennie Kylie, who took second place, which is um, the last of the Kona slots for the women. And honestly, she must have done seven or eight Ironman races trying to bag her Kona slot. And finally, it paid off and she got it landed. So well done, Rennie Kylie. But yeah, that's how Ironman Hamburg. Um, let, let me, I just want to make one note of this. Uh, people can hate on me all they want on this comment. I cannot disagree more with the female only and male only race. Uh, I tuned in about three times for the media coverage. There was, at one point, I saw 600 follow- watchers watching live, and then at the lowest point, I saw 400. I just, from a media standpoint, I don't see myself going to a men-only race unless Lionel's paying me to be there, or a female-only race. I just, I'm so baffled and confused by the fact that we do a male-only race, because I think that it, it almost, or a female-only race, it, it almost takes away from the media presence at the event, so... I'm sure there's other reasons you can argue it, uh, conflict of racing and all this other stuff. But from a media standpoint, I think it just it kills it. Yeah, it's financial, I think, a lot of it, because you can't have, it's logistically and financial slots. You know, you can't have slots at every single race for both men and women because you have too many slots to give away. And also it splits prize money up for towns, so they're not contributing the full prize pot. But I agree completely from a media stance point. It does detract from me because, like you said, I, I don't even want to watch a men's only race because often, as we always say on this show, the women's can be most exciting or vice versa. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, it's nice to have both. Uh, 70.3 main. Yep. 70.3 main happened this weekend. It was also a men's only race. Uh, Bradley Weiss threw down the fastest run of the day, was able to take the win. Mark Dubrick got second, and Andrea Lopez got third. Shout out to Mark Dubrick, good friend of ours. And then uh, hopping back across the pond to 70.3 ZLMZ. Um, top two slots we had in the men's side, Jan Stratman, in the women's side, Laura Phillip. The only massive things to cover on this race were biblical conditions. Um, really, really cold race. Um, so kudos to all the age groupers that got around that, as well as the pros. Um, it wasn't an easy day out uh, for many of those involved. Challenge Davos. Uh, Nicole Spirig blew another race away, uh, and then the men's race, Roberto Sanchez won, um, so hats off to them for a greatly executed race. Mark, you want to take us away with Samarin? A little bit of drama? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, well, I wish Nicola Spirig had rolled up to Samarin. I, it doesn't make sense to me if she was going to race along that weekend, why she wouldn't go and ball Samarin, but um, she chose not to. And in the men's race, before we get to the drama, 
um, it showed the strength and depth of the European Collins Cup team because the podium was made up of Florian Anger, Magnus Ditlev and Freddie Funk, which, if they were Americans or possibly international as well, would have been shoo-ins for the Collins Cup easy. But as they weren't, they went uh, toe for it in the men's race. And it was in that order. Florian Anger took the win with a great run after him and Freddie Funk destroyed the bike. I mean, a disgustingly fast bike splits. But then Magnus Ditlev actually ran himself up to a podium. Normally you see Magnus Ditlev go backwards, so huge kudos to Magnus Ditlev and his work improving his run. And that's the men's podium. In the women's, bearing in mind Lisa Norden was in the race, Fenella Langridge, um, India League, some really big names. The podium actually ended up as Lisa, Lucy Hall, Sarah Pirasala and Hayley Chura. Now, it came to fruition. I think Lucy Hall could probably have held off because she did a phenomenal swim as usual and then uh, dropped Sarah Perisala and, and rode in for the win. But the rest of the women's pack, led by uh, Fenella Language at the time, took the wrong turn onto the motorway they do the out and back on. And there's a bit of conflicting reports, but it sounds like a motorbike was also alongside them, so it made it appear they were going the right way. And a group of six or seven girls did 5k out and 5k back completely off the course and then finished the course. Pretty cruelly, they were then disqualified for it. But that's a lot of prize money down the drain for these girls, you know, racing to earn something on a weekend. They all missed out on Collins Cup slots. So, so unfortunate drama there. But that was challenge summary. And let's dive into the hottest race of this weekend, something that we've talked about forever. Uh, people said it wouldn't happen, and the race finally came to fruition, and it happened, the Collins Cup. I mean... I had a blast out there, uh, but then again, I always love racing, but I just got to admit, I was not the biggest fan in the format. I was not the biggest fan in the matchups. I just thought, give the people the prize money. Let's race a 70.3 distance race, and let's watch the best in the world go at it. Uh, going into the race, that was always my thoughts. Showing up to the race, watching this thing unfold, watching so many different winners of matches, uh, as the whole weekend took part, uh, one thing I just never really cared about or understood was the, was the team aspect. I know everyone talks about it, but Mark will probably hit on it right after me. But I mean, all these athletes came together and were actually like working as a team. It was a lot of fun. So much, um, energy there. So many people working together. Uh, I mean, yeah. What, what do you have to say about it, Mark? I, I actually, I fully agree with you. I didn't think it would work and I didn't think the athletes or the fans would care about the teams. But the athletes definitely cared about the teams. Talbot's right. Like, you know, you saw Jan Fredino sprint finishing when he's winning by miles just to bag a few more seconds in case he could get more bonus points. All these athletes buried themselves to the line, even if they were in third, to make sure they didn't give away bonus points, which really showed they cared. And the other thing the team thing did, which I know it's not great for our fans... Fans are interested in this. In all the dining tables before the race, Talbot, have you ever seen so many athletes talk to each other? Never. Sat in groups, big conversations, you know, athletes interacting, and then it became across teams as well. So all these athletes were just chatting and they were they were hosted beautifully. The PTO did a wonderful job in making the athletes feel special, which in triathlon, <laughs> racing for Ironman as a brand, doesn't happen very often. So for the athlete experience themselves and their live that week, I thought it was I thought it was excellent, Talbot. I couldn't agree more. It really, really was exciting for me. The race format, though, I would change a bit. I don't know about you. What would you do? Well, so uh, uh, my parents watched, lots of friends from work and stuff like this watched. And the problem with 12 races is, is so little coverage of each race, especially once you introduce and do the start of every race. You just It's very hard to track what's going on and to get a good amount of coverage on 12 races. What I would do is I would, and this is just me, I would still keep the team format and the matches because I really enjoyed the matches because like Talbot said, it's exciting. There were 12 races and there was something to watch in each. But I would make it six races, three women, three men's races. And in each one, you have two from each nation or team. So you'd get a bit of team tactics, you'd get more people to cover and you'd then have less races to cover as well. And you'd get more close races because there are six per race. Some of those races will run away. There were big gaps. So that's that was what I would do. But... All I'm, I'm titivating a format that beforehand I wanted to destroy. So actually, I was really impressed. Sam Renouf and his team from the PTO, I thought, did a good job. The coverage, Talbot, you want to take there? Some difficulties, I understand? Yeah, for sure. And, and just to comment on that, Mark, my only thoughts on that is 
is I think you'd be better off doing a two-day event. Uh, females first day, males second day, or half the matches one day, the second half the, the next day. I, I, I love that each athlete gets a chance to win their match from each team. Uh, I, I really love I, I the, Talking with someone who doesn't know a lot about triathlon, also talking with my fiance who doesn't know hardly anything about triathlon, which is what I love so much about her. Um, it was cool that you got to see so many people come in and win their matches and then and another post-race interview, another post-race interview, and to yeah, hear their cool. thoughts on the match and all that. So you could change it up. Uh, let's be honest, we probably it'll probably never change. They'll probably keep it this way. But I, 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 the best way short-term, I think, is females first day, uh, males second day. Another thing that was a l- very confusing, like what you hit on, to follow the matches, which was... We, we need something like live results. You need like all 12 matches going on at once or all six matches results at the bottom of the screen where yeah. you could see time deficits because it, it was it was a bit confusing. You had no idea what was going on. There would be a camera shot on Taylor Nib and then you you didn't see a time gap and then they'd be like, well, we think she's 12 minutes up the road and then it's just like... So it was a bit confusing, but, but a cool thing about all of it was... I had a chat with Charles and Sam Renouf after the race, and they said that there was so many hiccups uh, of this production that there is so much better to come, which is like, I would say, arguably, this is the greatest broadcast of a triathlon we've ever seen so far. 100%. Um, as far as what all went into it and all that, I mean, can you imagine if they did this for a 70.3 or a full distance race and all that, and they said that they, they had so many hiccups. I mean, and then, and then I'm, I'm not knocking Ironman because Ironman is continuing to up their game, but then you, tar- yeah. you flip over to Ironman, at least they're covering races, but then it is just a static feed and two commentators, poor Mike Lovato and Dede Griesbauer, who literally have nothing to talk about for eight hours. And then you see something like this. So I do agree. I mean, the problem is it's not it's not the sustainable future because you can't run that event every couple of weeks. So we have to find a way to make the regular events more entertaining as well as having these occasional grandstand events. Yes. Um, but and honestly, my changing opinion has nothing to do with the fact that Sam Renouf got me VIP access and I ate free food and drank free booze through the entire race. Like that hasn't swayed my non-biased journalistic opinion at all. But I, I had a good weekend, Talbot. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I, I spoke with races? some people. I spoke with some people just watching from the other side of the pond because I know you guys were there. And yeah, Talbot kept texting saying, how's the feed? How's the feed? How's the feed? I enjoyed it a lot. Like Talbot said, I think a ticker at the bottom or on the side would be great so that we could see what's going on with other races. Um, yeah. In the USA, we're kind of spoiled with NFL Red Zone where on Sundays it flips between all the different football games and anytime someone scores, they automatically show that game of like what's being played. Yeah. And then they go back to another game and things like that. Obviously, triathlon doesn't have the massive budget that the NFL does. So, uh, but but to, to to argue against that, they had enough cameras out there to do that. I think that the biggest misshape in this entire thing is the director calling the show has to know the athletes, and, the athletes and understand what is going yeah. on. We can't. I mean, I mean, we've said it a million times. They they. When they're running into transition, I'm like, you got to record this guy. You got to record this guy. And I'm telling the cameraman who he, what what bikes are coming next, what athletes are about to come, who he needs to record, who he needs to focus on. I mean, as it evolves, hopefully we keep the same cameraman. But the, I feel like that the director of the show needs to probably do a bit more research maybe. But I could be wrong on that. I'm just saying from, from that standpoint of view because like nothing against like – there was just a lot of cameras on the wrong action or things going on. But I mean, just like what Charles and I said, this is the best is yet to come. This is only the start. So much room for improvement. So for sure. And Kyle, um, you, Kyle, they can get hold of you on LinkedIn, can they? If they want to yeah, you can you for uh, that role. Yeah, we can send them a shot list of everything they need and uh, who they need to watch for next. Yeah. But how or about, they could just or they could just hire me and then hey, I'll, I'll how do about all the production. slow motion cameras? I mean, just the incredible feed. You, Are you tooting your own horn? No, I, I I didn't I didn't once contribute to the live stream. I mean, it was just this was actually a I would say you're on the brink of making triathlon entertaining um, for for people that are not fans. You're on the brink of almost getting there. Would you would you say, Mark? 
Yeah, I, I think it was... I didn't think it'd be a step forward. I was a stern critic of this. I thought there's a, there's still a lot to do, but I, the concept is way better than I than I thought it would be, and I, I'm, I'm really genuinely impressed. Should we talk about some of the actual racing, though? Because... Yeah, let's really do, let's do like, uh, biggest surprises and um, things like that. So what what would you say, Mark, was your... The biggest surprise. No, what for was you your favorite you match, Mark? And the favorite match. Let's do all of those. Um, the biggest surprise, if I can go first with that, is everyone got it wrong, but Jeannie Metz, not Jeannie Metz, so Jackie Herring. So yes. Jackie Herring, um, what's, what's bad though is, so I was with her husband most of the day and the night before, he's a top bloke. And as soon as she was on the bike and she was riding with Jeannie Metz there, he knew she was going to win. And it wasn't bravado, it wasn't bluff and just i believe my wife's really good it, it was really well articulated she did this race this race she outrun here she's biked better here she's gonna win this and he knew she was gonna win and when he said it i thought how have we all picked her for third and then she had the fastest run split of the day she put like 40 seconds into emma Pallant on the run she put like 45 or something into cat on the run and i don't know more time into Anne Haug as well utterly ridiculous so my my best or surprise performance for me of the day was uh was herring i thought she was just excellent basically really really excellent favorite match yeah favorite match i i would i would say my favorite match uh i mean it's so hard there was so many i loved i was so pumped to see taylor nib race daniela uh that was probably one of my favorite matches but it was i think it was just that inner race but I was pumped for the Ellie Sky match, uh, the Lucy Charles, Paula Finley, Katie Zafiris match. I don't know. It was hard. They did such a good job selecting these matches. Yeah, but like, so the Taylor Nib match, it, whilst her performance shouldn't have been a surprise to us, was probably the standout performance of the day. It, it actually wasn't a very exciting match because clearly Daniela was ill. Clearly, Teresa Adams is coming back from some serious illness this year. And she was just there getting the job done. Whilst Taylor Nib was, I mean, let's be honest, destroying them. Yeah. And those two girls both got caught. So Daniela and um, uh, Adams both got caught by Lucy Charles Barkley for 10 minutes from behind. So that race actually wasn't that exciting, but it was incredible. My favourite match, and I slam on him all the time... But I thought Lionel Sanders' performance was the performance of the day. I, I don't understand. I, honestly, guys, I, I don't understand. He's done, what, three Ironman in the last eight weeks? He then crashes the bike, won the week before. He crashes the bike at the start of it. He holds Andy Starkovitz in the swim. Are we joking? His swimming looked great. He falls off because, yeah, his bike handling skills aren't great. And apparently Andy Starkovitz was riding behind him saying, you've got to crash, you've got to crash, your arms are locked out, you've got to crash. And then he crashed. Um, it gets back up, rides into Andy Starkovitz and runs away. I, I didn't know what I was watching. I, and I'm the one talking about Lionel Talbot. You're not allowed to big up Lionel here. You, you're out of the show. I've done it for you. It I, was ridiculous. I, I mean, it, it, this is crazy to think. That was the closest match of the entire day. When you look at all the times, the, the next closest match was a three-minute deficit. But these three jokers, not jokers, but Lionel, and then 106 down was Sebi. And then only 40 seconds behind him was Starkey. I mean, it was, and this is what we talk about. This is where a lack of media coverage uh, comes in. I mean, that was a close freaking match, and they could have been covering every second of that. I mean, it was energetic. Sebi passed Andrew with not only 3K to go, 2K to go. I mean, it was, there was so much movement. Sebi was running down Lionel. That was just such an energetic match, and it was awesome, awesome to watch, for sure. Um, before we get carried away, should we just flick, should we sort of just flick through them? I don't, I don't want to do every match because it's just a bit too many, and I've actually not got the results in front of me. But, I mean, in match one, why did anyone, I mean, no one doubted Jan would win, did they? Uh, uh no. Uh, we, we, we said, we, if you, if you caught uh, Mark and I, we actually had a chance to go on Breakfast with Bob, did a pre, pre-game show. So that was a lot of fun, but we. I both couldn't. Said, oh, by the way, sorry. Just just before we move on, the order, our our listeners need to know that you stitched me up there, Talbot, and Kyle. You don't know this. I honestly thought that Bob was coming on me and Talbot recording our podcast. So I'm in the corridor outside, thinking that Bob's coming on our podcast, which I was massively stoked about. Anyway, I thought, wow, that's kind of cool. And then Talbot's like, yeah, no, we're going on with breakfast with Bob. I was like. 
well, we're doing the podcast and we're calling it... Bre- no, no, we're going on Breakfast with Bob. It should have been Breakfast Talbot's with a- Bob X... Talbot's a git. He, he really is a git. Honestly, I had no oh. idea it was coming, and I got I dragged onto that. I loved it. It was a real privilege. But yeah, good. It fun. could just it, so, we could just use that in the next five years and just be like, this was the passing of the guard from the Breakfast with Bob to what Pro Try News is. So I must admit, I insulted so many people at the after party. I'm not sure we'll get many people coming on the show. Whereas <laughs> Bob's a lovely guy, so he uh, he gets the crowds coming on. So match one, we had Taylor Nib, Daniel arrived, Teresa Adams. We touched on that. Match two, Lucy Charles. But I did, Kate Mark, Mark, I did, I did have Taylor winning that match. So I, just I, know had, you did. I had to make I know. that comment. Yeah, I know you did. Um, the big thing from the Lucy Charles, Kate Sefiris, Paula Finley was uh, Kate Sefiris swimming with Lucy. That was cool to see. Her bike position was super unaero, but she was kind of honest about that. Yeah. And uh, they, they got the job done. Um, but that was the that was the order that finished in. Then we had Jackie Herring and Howe. We covered that. Ah, match four: Ellie Salthouse, Sky Monch, and Lucy uh, Holly Lawrence. We kind of got robbed shame, of that wasn't battle. It? Yeah, we kind of got robbed yeah, of that battle we, when Holly went over. We did. So for the listeners that may not have seen it, uh, Holly Lawrence had a a little spill with about five k to go, coming into a roundabout, just slipped in a wet corner. And I'm assured that when Ellie went past her laying on the ground, it, Ellie didn't say, "That's karma, bitch." But we, which, by the way, if the listeners don't know, is what Holly Lawrence said to Ellie Salthouse when she had a mechanical in Nice because they were they were beefing before it. That's karma, bitch. Um, but I imagine Ellie regrets not saying it because it would have been a moment of beautiful karma. And Holly, Holly said she should have laughed because she was in such a state. Anyway, we got robbed of that race. Match five, Emma Pallant-Brown is hard to beat. But the impressive one in that, Chelsea Starro was Hung in 1 there. minute 13... Oh my god! Four and a half months after giving birth, uh, what we what it was unbelievable. One thirteen off the most informed seventeen point three athlete in the world. So kudos, Chelsea Sodaro. Sarah Crowley was wicked after that race. She ran past me. She said, "I'm running three forties, and I've just been spat out the back door." Spat because she just couldn't believe how fast the girls she was racing were. Yet she was still happy with her performance. Ma- match six. Match six. Um. Yeah, match six. Kat Are you a big a, fan of that Kat, one? Yeah, big fan of that one. Cat had a horrendous bomb swim. Jocelyn McCauley's a great swimmer. And Cat got off the bike about a minute 10 down or something, storm transition. And then she had the second or third fastest run of the day to win that. She took the second most amount of points. Um, yeah, and her bike run combo was a minute slower than Taylor Nibb's bike run combo. So she just gets some bloody swimming done and then, then positive things underway. But yeah. Go on, someone else do the men for me. All right, uh, and, and just and just to add on to match six, at breakfast the morning of the race, Jocelyn walked by me and said, I watched your pre-race interview, and I can't believe you don't have me winning the match. So I had Jocelyn in third, and she I was going to change it before the race. I ran out of time, and uh, she proved me wrong. She ended up getting second, so congrats to Jocelyn. Match seven, I mean, it was just a master class. I, I do have to say I'm so impressed with Sam Appleton. He did exactly what he needed to do. If you look at Jan's face coming into transition, he seems quite surprised that Apo is still with him. Apo did exactly what he needed to do to hold off Sam Long. Um, going into match eight, Gustav Eden would just show it a master class. I mean, I literally think he was just chilling on the bike. Uh, he knew exactly what he needed to do. Yeah. And he, he was just waiting for the run and then just let it loose. Uh, we you already have hit. to feel that Gustav could go faster, don't you? Oh, 100%. It, that's what it looked like to me. 100%. Yeah. He did He did have the fastest run of the day as well, Gustav did. Uh, yeah, and honestly, he looks so fresh, like Talbot says on the bike. He was just chilling. But to, anyway, go on, Talbot. To, to, to add on to match seven, Sam Appleton crashed, gashed his nose, and we'll hit, we'll hit on this in a little bit. There's blood running down his nose when he enters transition. Match number eight... We just talked about Gustav. Kyle Smith crashed, lost his arrow bar. He only had his left arrow bar, if you go to his Instagram and see, and he biked the entire bike with just the left arrow bar. Match In the rain. In the rain. Match number nine, Lionel crashes, comes in all banged up and bruised. So Team International needs, needs to learn how to ride bikes. Uh, match number 10, uh, there wasn't a lot of drama. It was just... A really good match. Daniel Backgard uh, proved me wrong. I thought Ben Canute was going to take him. Uh, he's on fine form for 70.3 Worlds. He's stoked. You can tell he's hungry and he's ready to go. Uh, match 11, you had the unfortunate uh, turnoff of Braden, uh, of Patrick Lang. 
Uh, Patrick was saying that Braden Curry got a little bit of moto assistance to pull away from him. Uh, it would have been good to see Patrick come off the bike and try to run down Braden with some of that anger. So uh, that would have been a good match. I think we were a little robbed of. I, I feel like Patrick was checked out. He didn't really care too much um, after he came off the bike when he when he went the wrong way. That's uh, yeah. I think Braden Braden Curry was still. We I don't think. Patrick could have. We can say Patrick would have won that for sure. Yeah. That would have. We just got robbed of a fun race, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And slowest match of the day, which was pretty pretty surprising. We thought that was going to be a, a pretty good match. Uh, match number twelve. Hats off to Jackson Laundry. We pretty much called this one how it would go. But Joe Skipper, thirty eight seconds oh. behind. I mean, Jackson Laundry passes Joe at the very end of the race. Super super exciting. I mean, and and, and just to cover up the entire event. I, I have to tip my hat. I think the most impressive team was Team USA. I'm not just saying it because I'm from the USA. Everyone, I mean, USA was on their third alternate for the race. Uh, everyone thought that they were just going to get annihilated, and yeah. they held yeah, their yeah, freaking yeah. own. So, uh, You I, guys I'm, are so patriotic, aren't you? You really do <sighs> rally as a team. I mean, America, yeah. I mean, it, There's a reason yeah, why we win surprising. the Olympics. We were, I mean, yeah, and the, the vastly superior budget you have. But no, no, it's, it's mainly the patriotism. <laughs> um, but yeah, after women's race, Team Europe were only half a point ahead. So it actually it made did it get quite exciting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It definitely, yeah. definitely did. So I mean, Joe Skipper was in the bar till about 11 o'clock the night before the race, which I quite enjoyed. He wasn't drinking, but he was like, what's the point? It starts at three. I'm not, I'm not going to bed early. Big fan of that. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, so, yeah. And, and just, just to fill everyone in on what the PTO's plan is from here. A lot of people are like, all right, the Collins Cup's over, so what? Do we wait another calendar year for the Collins Cup? Uh, I'm probably probably spitting too much information right now. I'll probably get in trouble for this, so sorry. But And, and a lot of people already know the, the, the grand goal of the PTO is to be like golf or tennis, to have four majors and the Collins Cup. So it would be five events per year. So next year they plan to add one event, which will be a half-distance race, which that is pretty much official. Um, location is undetermined, um, where they will add the first major, but that major will be in that same location every single year. Uh, there's lots of rumors going around that it will be in San Diego at Mission Bay, which would be so freaking cool. I mean, that is the birthplace of triathlon. It's where the first ever triathlon ever was. And so if they're able to pull that off, make that the, the, the North American U.S. major. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how, how can you not have a better fairy tale than that? And it's amazing, isn't it? So out at the at the Collins Cup, there were delegates from cities or countries that wanted to host one of these majors. There was that five were flying out there. There was five yeah. billionaires on that boat that we were with Mark, yeah. and we we managed to leave without zero dollars in our pocket. And you know what? I was the only one wearing boat shoes, which says a lot about their style and class. And <laughs> um, no, but there, there were people. There were delegates from Wales and stuff there trying to bid to host one Singapore? of these majors. Edmonton people actually care it's great it's so impressive so so impressive yeah. so so I know right now uh just like what you said Wales Singapore and Edmonton are all like fighting for the Collins Cup to be hosted at their local and one of those year. events we believe will be a long distance event so um, one of those majors will so be a each, long each yeah. yeah no no two of the events will be long course races Oh, bloody excellent. Full distance. So they will have two half-distance races, two full-distance races, and the Collins Cup. So it will be five majors per year. They will take the top 50 male and the top 50 female to start the race. So that's what's really cool. Is So what the whole idea of the PTO is, your goal is to be in, ranked in the top 50 so you can get to the start line. So you'll race these smaller Ironman 70.3 races to build up your ranking in order to compete in the majors. They'll add a new major every year starting next year, which hopefully it will be in Mission Bay. But And and the majors will have just as much coverage and lead-up promotion and everything as this. So I think that we are on the right track. Uh, I'm, I think that Triathlon is an incredible place. Uh, I mean, the best is yet to come. What would you say, Mark? Um, I, I wasn't a PTO believer, when I first found out about it, and me and Sam Renouf went to university, 
we were drunk in a nightclub in London and I chewed his ear off for about an hour about how badly I thought it was a shit idea. And he has continuously proved me wrong. And I, I agree. I really think this might work. But hey, we'll see. We'll see. Should we I'm go stoked. on to some other races? Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I just want to say one last thing on this. I cool. am excited. I'm, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited that, that billionaires are showing up. They want to be involved. They want to be invested. This is putting, most importantly, pressure on Ironman to host better events, have better coverage. Uh, we are in a really good place for a professional sport to continue to blossom and bloom. And it is very exciting for the professional athletes that are racing today. So let's take that and move on. To do we know when new absolutely. points come out? So like, do the will the points reset now and then they'll start uh, planning for the next year? Uh, I wanted that as a hot take. So no, what happens now with the points is there was this, this there's the pre Collins Cup point system, and that's now gone. Okay. And what exists for this year's points is the top three races you've had this year, as at December thirty first or whatever it is. It's in December is your point score for the year. So it has to be three races from this year. The Collins Cup was obviously included two COVID previous years. years. and stuff, yeah. That will be the same in future. So it will, be a pre- it will be a Collins Cup selection point system and then the overall annual point system. What's important for that, listeners, is you get huge end-of-year bonuses off the PTO based on your, your overall ranking. So it's the three races from the end of the year. Before I move on from points, I really don't think the Collins Cup should be included in the points system. Because depending on what race you're in, if you have feet to swim on, if you have a wheel to sit on, if you've got someone pushing you the whole way versus nothing at all, Talbot will tell you the weather got significantly worse from the first race to the last race. You know, we only selected 18 people. There are people like Magnus Ditlev that don't get a slot, whilst Justin Metzler does. So I'd be really surprised if they put the Collins Cup down for points. But we'll see. It is going to go down as points, and we can hit on this. Uh, it, it we can hit on this after they announce what people got for the points. So it will be it will be interesting to see. And not only that, Mark's really close with Thorsten. I had a, I had dinner with Thorsten uh, and Lionel one night, and we drilled him with questions. And uh, I won't dive into it too much on here, but we're going to bring him on the podcast soon, and he can explain yeah. the point system to people, especially the doubters. And I was a doubter. Uh, and he and he really proved me wrong on every massive question I had for him. So, but he's also quite honest and accepting that it's not invaluable himself. Yes, exactly. It's just a statistical analysis, but he does articulate how it ends up where it does really, really nicely. I agree. Yeah, Lovely totally. guy as well. So great weekend. All right, let's let's dive into races this weekend. Challenge wrote. Challenge wrote Patrick Lang's redemption. I mean, I don't think he needs a redemption after Tolster and he just went the wrong way. But it's Patrick Lang, Nick Castletine, Braden Curie, Andy Droit, Sebi Kinlay, Justin Metzler. That is a wicked Ironman field. And there are more. Plenty, plenty more. Roth is the European mecca of Ironman. Um, it's a fantastically fast course. It's now an honest course. They've extended the run a bit. In the women's side, you've got Rachel McBride, Sarah Piampiano, Sarah Crowley, Kylie Simpson, who won Ironman, UK, uh, Ironman Cairns. I was very mean about, but I'm sure she'll prove us wrong this time. Um, of those, I think, and you guys can guess as well, I think Patrick Lang wins it, and I think he probably Langer. He's got bored of me deliberately pronouncing his race name wrong, by the way. He's finally got fed up with it. So I'll go with the proper name, which is Patrick Langer, by the way. Um, I think he wins it comfortably. I think he runs away from everyone else. I think Nick Castletine's due a great result, though. I, I, he's a tr- Jan's training partner. So I, I, I put him down for second. Let's go with it. The women's side, I'm calling Sarah Piampiano for a win post-baby. I, I, I might be a huge shout, but she's a phenomenal runner, and I'd love to see it happen. Anything from you on Roth? Have you been to Roth Talbot? No, it's it's in. Oh, you'd uh, love it. Zebby came up to me and told me he was extremely disappointed I'm not going this year and they want to have me there next year. So maybe we can all go out. Yeah, that would be fun. We could all get some lederhosen and. Oh, yeah. Do a pre race show. Amazing. Yeah, the crowd's the whole way around. It's an awesome venue. You guys would love it. You All right, let's put it, let's put it on the list for next year. Uh, two things I'm going to mention. I think that Sarah Crowley is very good at the longer distance races, so I think that she might surprise some people this weekend. Also, I think Braden Curry showed that he was pretty well on form last week, so uh, it'll be fun yeah, to watch him him race again. And actually, actually, Sebi Kinlay showed he's actually on really good form. Yeah, as much as uh, in the in the warm up. What did you say, Talbot, about him? <laughs> 
This is so funny. Uh, in 2018, Sebi said that he was having... Uh, or did he pull out an 18 in Kona? I can't remember. I've just found that every time Sebi says he's injured or he's out of shape, he comes out and he's in the best form of his life. It's a mind game. Sebi, if you're listening to this, I have you figured out. I'll beat you one day. But if Sebi says that he's out of shape or injured, it means he's going to have a good day. And actually, he had a very good day at the Collins Cup, so let's oh, not count Sebi out Fantastic run. Fantastic yeah, run. Yeah, really good run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we also have uh, Ironman Switzerland happening this weekend. Uh, Daniela is on the start list. Do we know if she's going to race? Do we think she's going to race? Probably I mean, not. She added herself quite late to the start list as well. By the look, I don't of think it. she's Daniela... racing. I don't think she's racing. She's all in for seventy point three worlds. I'd be surprised. I mean, she's quite a dark horse on social media. She doesn't tell us a lot about what she's doing. What I did love about her post race report on social media was she just congratulated Taylor Nib. She said what a great event it was. And then she's looking forward to her next race. No excuse. Yeah. No, no, no need for an excuse. Oh, and, and, and to mention, Daniela was sick two days out from the race. Oh, yeah. And race morning, well. she went to go see the doctor at 9 a.m. So, the, but doc- she still, but the she doctor still said, you must do this race and collect that money. 90 grand. 90 grand she collected. But she could have dropped out and still collect it. So, good for her. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, we also have Jan Van Berkel is confirmed. He's two-time defending champion here. Um, what about the nine-time defending champ? Which one? Rodney Schulnick. Is he not nine-time? At Switzerland. At Switzerland? I've got no idea, guys. That's such uh, Rodney Schulnick has won the race nine times, and this is his retirement race. It's his last ever Ironman. He's retiring. Well, he hasn't wow. won the last two in a row, so I didn't mention his name, but... Well, hats he, off, he's one. He's this is his uh, retirement. We talked with him before he headed out. Uh, congrats to him on an incredible uh, Ironman career, and he's going to what leave. a career! What a career! Nine-time winner. I, I I could be corrected on that, or it's eight. If you go to his Instagram, you can see. We'll pull it up right now. But we chatted with him, and he's going to do the good old famous: leave your shoes in transition, and you are officially done. I'm big fan of that. Big fan. Um, so we've also got Christian Hogan how on the start list, but I'm led to believe he's racing the ITU long distance champs uh, in a week's time that's in next weekend. So I'm not sure. Um, and then we've got Camworth again. I'm not too sure. So it'll be interesting to see who turns up for Switzerland. Beautiful venue for the age groupers out there. Amazing scenery. But we don't know much about his racing, actually, because there are so many that have changed their plans post Kona. So sorry, we can't bring you some accuracy there. And we don't have our short course specialist, so we haven't got Chelsea with us. And I know most of you turned off already because we haven't got Chelsea with us. But we have Super League this weekend, um, which is the London Triple Mix. And there is a wicked field at Super League, both men's and women's side. A lot of people signed up for the whole thing. Um, So we are stoked to see the first race. So in the men's side on the starting list, you've got Vincent Louis, Jake Burtwistle, Jonathan Brownlee, Mola, Benson, Hayden Wilde. Aaron Royal, Alex Yee's down there, Taylor Reed. You've got an unbelievably strong field rolling up. And on the women's side, it gets better. You've got Zafiras, who cracking showing this weekend, Bogrant, Learmoth, Spivey, Stanford, Taylor Brown, Holland, Klama, Potter is racing it. So watch out for some Super League action. If you haven't got yourself into Super League because you're one of our long-distance fans, definitely try watching some Super League over the weekend. It's phenomenally exciting. You enjoyed, boys? Oh, I enjoyed a lot. And they've rolled out teams aspect this year for the next five weeks of racing that we have. Uh, the the team managers are actually pretty interesting. So for the, the Eagles team, it's Tim Don, who's on the Eagles team, is uh, Seth Ryder, um, Alex Yee, and others. Uh, the Cheetahs, we have Annie Emerson. Chris McCormack's also team manager, and Ronnie Schiltnick. So he'll do his Ironman, and then I believe he'll just... Try and tune in to watch the Super League race to see how his team does. So we do have Super League races for the next four weeks. They'll be in London, Munich, Jersey Island, and in Malibu. Now, I didn't think, I wasn't convinced that the teams would work for the Collins Cup. I'm convinced they won't work for Super League. I, you'll wait, you'll wait you to let fr- them prove you wrong. 
Yeah, again, but come on, I, d- I don't believe it. They're just an individual sport, mental. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that one. Uh, let's dive in. Also, Alistair Brownlee racing a 750-kilometer gravel race this weekend, so it sounds like he's slowly getting back into his shape after his surgery. He's going to get start getting tuned for Kona in February, if it happens. When Carl sent me this on Instagram, I just replied, replied to Carl saying, watch him effing win it now. Because he does, like, he goes and wins some really quite good level cycling races in Spain that you never hear anything about. So it wouldn't surprise me. The guys Can you insane. do this in one go? Or do you got to take a nap or what? No, no, you have to sleep. So sleep deprivation will be part of this. It'll be a, they'll be, you know, grab a couple of hours sleep. It's a multiple stint affair. It's Is this not the one, one across day. the UK that Lachlan Morton? No, did? no, no. It's in Spain, I believe. Yeah, he's on, um, because he's got a house in Spain. So he spends a lot of time training in his house in Spain. So I think it's in that region. All right. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's been in Tokyo for the last month, it seems. Month plus. I think he just recently left because he was there. Yeah, he was out there, yeah. Yeah, he was there for a lot of the para races as well. Okay, let's dive into hot takes. First hot take is the the winner of our fantasy bracket. Uh, I announced there's going to be $150.00. Charles came on, who is... I don't know. What's Charles' positions at, P- at PTO? Uh, I, the, 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 I don't know. The chief Headmaster. of operations. Whatever yeah. it might be. He said he would yeah. double it. So it's $300. Hats off to our winner. Mark, who is our winner? Well, as it actually happens, I coach our winner. Um, though, before we go on, I think... Didn't the PTO put up a significant prize purse behind it yeah so there was uh, I, some I thought, tag here watches and things like that as well yeah so i think so the, the winner is gary robertson who i coach um and gary um won a all expenses paid trip i believe um to the collins to cup go to year. the next collins cup oh he, yeah he he won he won the overall. overall yeah he won overall oh my gosh that's incredible yeah he yeah he didn't just win ours he won the overall so wow. Gary, yeah, Gary um, absolutely destroyed it. Gary Roberts, he won the overall, which is an all-inclusive expense trade, expenses paid trip. But guys, second and third place get tag here watches. Which would you rather? A tag here um, watch for sure. I'd probably. I'm taking go. the watch. Yeah, I'd rather oh, go. Yeah, but you're a you're a super. He's a nerd. Nerd Talbot. Yeah, true. But no, but Gary got it right. I got it wrong, and I coached Gary, so he's not letting me live that down. Um, I went on Bob Babbitt, and got it completely wrong. Gary, you know, got it right. I'm sorry. So yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah. What, he, a, what a, what a, what incredible. He picked all, but he picked all but three matches. All... Correct. Yeah, no. Basically, the only one he got wrong was Jackie Herring. Pretty much, like, uh, not perfectly correct, but he got, I mean, ridiculously close. And he can articulate why he did it as well. What annoyed me was he he picked against Patrick Lang, and I told him he was wrong on that. He said I was more of a bromance with Patrick Lang than Talbot was with Lionel Sanders, which is a pretty strong bromance. Yeah, so eight eight of the matches, eight of the twelve matches, he got exactly correct, perfect. Yeah, I mean some were quite obvious. You know, let's not big him up too much. He's got some sessions to do tomorrow. He doesn't need some ego boosting. <laughs> um, the next one is Ironman California. Uh, it is really starting to turn out to be quite a freaking race. Uh, if you're out on that side of the country, if the race happens, I mean, there's lots of rumors of lots of names showing up. Cam Worth will be back in L.A., so he will be racing the race. Um, oh, yeah, Jan's racing, isn't he? I, I, I wasn't going to say it, but you said it. Jan is going to race in the race. <laughs> it's Norwegians, it's Norwegians also racing the, in the race? All the Norwegians will be showing up to the yeah. start list. It is going to be insane. Jan has not been beat since 2017. I might have to put my money on him. Lionel's going to do the double. Uh, people are going to be shocked when they hear this. Lionel's going to race Chattanooga in three weeks' time, and then he's going to race California Ironman four weeks after that. So... The guy is on a mission to figure out Iron Man. So whatever that means, uh, he'll be doing that. But that, I mean, we're going to see Gustav and Christian and their inaugural Iron Man against the GOAT, which the GOAT hasn't been dethroned since 2017. So we'll also see a battle with Lionel and his coach again. Can't work. We will also see a battle with his coach. 
So I um, it's after this weekend, it's hard to bet against the goat, isn't it? And he's forty. I mean, oh, that's something that we still... didn't say. He won the overall time as well. If any of you even cared, uh, at the Collins Cup, fashionably, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, come. I mean, it's really, really. Impressive. He's forty years old, in school and everyone. Still, so, an interesting note though. You have someone who's twenty-five years old, and he is. I would say the second best middle distance athlete in the world. And then you got someone who's 40 and he's still schooling him. Like, look at that age range. Is that not Yeah, insane? and that's the great thing about triathlon. You know, so this is when we talk about this with Kat. She's 30 right now. So in our household, in any other sport, it's two or three years you've got left in your career. With Kat, she could be at her absolute best in eight years' time. So yeah. I really am trying to angle for a retirement as soon as possible. I'm just going to carry bags. I can do that, guys. I really can do that. The occasional podcast, the odd, the odd cameo on Bob Babbitt. I can, <laughs> the odd this cameo is the life, on Bob Babbitt. This is the lifestyle I'm after. This is all right. Oh, man. So we'll put, you, we'll put you in charge. I'll, I'll transfer my uh, CEO privileges to you from ProTrain News. Yeah, all I right. like it. The, the next hot take is Chelsea's hot take. I don't even want to oh, say it because I... No, I, let's, 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 let her ta- let's, let's let her say it. Let's let her say it. And let's let, let's, we'll give her the, some time. The fans are missing Chelsea enough already. Let's not tease them with Chelsea's insight. Um, we can, next week, I guess, we'll be, we'll be looking at the build-up towards the 70.3 world. So that's to look forward to. Because that's going to start to get exciting. We'll start to get people confirming who's going, and that's going to be some great racing. I just we will we will also be not coming. I just texted Ian, who is Taylor Nibs' coach, and I said, Ian, you have to let me in. Is Taylor going to race or not? And he said, still not confirmed. So I could be wrong. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with Taylor as well. I was the biggest Flora fan on the Flora train. But I see no one beating Taylor if she signs up to race. Oh, I do. I, I sorry. I, I actually I do. Like I thought she was phenomenal, but um, I think if there's a pack of girls working together, uh, her run wasn't that impressive. You know, um, I could see her getting ran down over a slightly longer course, especially with some hills on the run. I, just to put it out there, I, I could see Taylor Neb getting beaten, and it, I, if Flora races, I think she could probably be the one to do it. I think it will also change. It will also change the result. I don't know. This is like me kind of shooting from my hip, but I do think that the results will change having men and women on the same day, versus having women on one day, men on the other. Yeah, I, it's a real shame for Ironman that 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 seventy point three women one day, men the next was special for the age groupers taking part as well as the pros. Yeah, the, the women had the support on the roadside all through the day. Age group women age group and men but then the, the pro females were the spectacle and it doesn't work Hopefully. 99% of the times as Talbot said at the start but on that stage it plumbing works because you've it got the 50 work. best in the absolute world so that's a real shame I think Though hopefully Ironman watched the race this weekend and we're able to see the men's and the women's race at 70.3 Worlds as we should rather than us seeing the front of the men's race the entire time I have no idea what you just said. Uh, so, he's talking about the media the coverage, coverage. So the media coverage. Wow. Yeah, I, I think they get it. I think that I think Iron Man know that the women's has a huge draw. It, yeah, it has a massive, massive spectator field. As much so in any sport, it's probably the most balanced sport in the world. You know, people care about the women's racing in, in this sport as much as they do the men's, and that almost doesn't happen in any sport other than synchronized swimming probably we, we we won't dive too deep into 70.3 worlds but i do have one thing uh next week we'll go over the start list we'll know if taylor's gonna race if flora duffy's gonna race uh, a lot of the other athletes but mark what advice do you have to a uh, male pro who's struggling that will more than likely get passed by taylor nib on a road bike at the back of the pack what advice do you have for them right now if they show up other than retirement yes other than retirement um do it for your family do it for you know do it for race for pride i what else do you say because it probably will happen as well that's the that's the disgusting thing about because her swim is so fast by the way yeah compared to the back end male that wow that could actually happen can you but give us the, no, no, the brave heart speed? Because she rode, by the way, Talbot, she rode eight seconds slower than Matt Hansen. Oh. 
Do you know that on you know that Jan Ferdino only beat Taylor Nib by 13 minutes? Was that not adjusted? I think it was more than that. I think that was the initial I think that might have been the initial timings. Because Jan's time got adjusted. Taylor Nib 3.30. Jan Fredino came in at 3.13. So, oh God. Yeah, no, he beat her by... 17. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was surprisingly close. It was a very fast bike course. With When you get towards those top speeds, the very little time difference happens. But, yeah. Yeah. It, it, she, she, was, she was phenomenal. The, the cool thing is for Taylor Nib, me and Talbot have been watching her race for years, and she's been doing this exact same thing since we've been watching her race as a junior, and it's really awesome to see her now translating this over 70.3 distance. I have I have pictures of her racing uh, when in 2014, so find, find a little caveat we'll add on to this. I don't know if this is official news or not. Uh, this is kind of, uh, and I'm not bashing USA Triathlon. Everyone needs to qualify for the Olympics. You need to get points. You need to be chasing points. We were hating on USA Triathlon earlier in the year for not getting the points for the team. But from what I'm hearing is Taylor can't race 70.3 Worlds because USA Triathlon is telling her that she has to go to Hamburg that weekend, uh, which would be a massive financial loss for Taylor because, as Mark mentioned earlier, this would be her third long distance race then she would go into the pto rankings presumably yeah. top four or five uh and she'd yeah. miss out on potentially a world title if she was to win and then also a massive payday at the end of the year from pto uh, all for a hamburger race that no one's going to show up to because everyone's going to be a super league and 70.3 yeah. worlds so and um i i'm only playing devil's advocate because chelsea's not here don't forget, they pay her a salary and a contract she signed up to. She enjoys all the bonuses that come with being part of the elite program with USA Triathlon, the physios, the everything, the coaching, the support staff, the flights, the salary. And they do have a say over what racing she does because she signs that contract. Yeah. I, I, I would love to see her race and I hope they release her. I agree with everything you've said, but their point does have some validity to it. Yeah, totally. So, and, and, and I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but we, I think that by the time we record next week's podcast, I will be in St. George and we will know if she's in the start line or not. Um, and uh, we will see. But other than that, oh, get some shots. Everybody. Get some shots of Kat. She's decided to race after all. She packed her bag. She's flying out tomorrow. I love so it. So I'll leave her in your trustworthy hands, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, hey, thanks everyone for watching the show. We hope you enjoy it. We are extremely positive about the Collins Cup. We're stoked for the future of triathlon, uh, most importantly. Uh, please share this podcast with your friends, uh, your family, people who actually enjoy triathlon. Well, probably not your family, but people who enjoy triathlon. And thanks so much for tuning in. We're sorry we missed last week. It was just hectic with Mark having a flyer with the bike problems. I was in Slovakia without a microphone. Uh, Pat's traveling to Colorado right now, so just a big mishap. So, but other than that, I think that's it, fellas. Mark, Kyle, got anything? All Gucci. No, nothing. Just let me know when your payment from the PTO gets into your bank account. Mine's still not in yet. It's a shame. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>